Welcome to the latest Buff Zone podcast. I'm Brian Howell, and please be joined once again by my colleague, Pat Rooney. And Pat, how you doing? I'm doing well, Mr. Howell. How are you? I'm doing well, and uh, it's week five already, and the Buffs are facing USC this week. It's a, a huge game um, in a lot of ways, but uh, you know, for first, first thing is you have the number eight team in the country coming to Colorado, but it's also USC the last time that they're going to face USC in the Pac-12. And uh, from what we hear, uh, there's going to be a, a plethora of celebrities here. So um, it's going to be quite the week. Half the NBA, apparently. Um, <laughs> hopefully the good half. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, should be another great atmosphere out at Folsom this week. Obviously, another huge matchup, as you alluded to. And Obviously, the big question this week is how exactly will these buffs bounce back after, you know, pretty lopsided drubbing out there at Oregon? Yeah, really ugly game out there. And, you know, I thought they would lose out there, but I was really shocked at how thoroughly they were dominated, weren't you? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I figured at this point, even if the team were to lose, the offense would show well, but you know, some of those weaknesses that we've talked about really from day one, having question marks about the line and how well they're going to be able to protect you or they really haven't all year. And all these shortcomings were really exposed against Oregon. You know, you can get away with that against maybe a Colorado state and, and still eke out a victory, but a team like Oregon, they can't gloss over those mistakes quite as easily. And it'll be the same kind of situation this week with USC. They're going to have to play a lot better to keep this one close. Yeah, they really are. And and the the glaring thing to me is obviously the sacks and there's been a lot talked about that, but I mean Ryan Staub was sacked one time. So as a team, Colorado's been sacked 23 times, Shadour 22 of them. They're on pace for 69 sacks, which would not only be a school record, but I went back through NCAA stats and I couldn't find more than 63 by any team going back to 2003. Uh so this is kind of historic rate that Shadour Sanders is getting sacked and it's uh, kind of alarming, especially when uh, there's a pretty big drop-off between him and your backup quarterbacks. Yeah, that was some great research by you, um, getting those those sack numbers earlier this week. And, you know, he's not getting a lot of help. And, and Coach Prime has been kind of talking about this quite a bit. You know, I wonder if he's trying to deflect some of the pressure from – that offensive line and sure more goes into that many sacks. I'm sure there's occasions where the receivers ran the wrong route. I'm sure there's been occasions where Fedor Sanders has held the ball a little bit long, but you don't get that many sacks without some struggles up front. You know, there's been a lot of these sacks where you look at it and some of the linemen are, are, you know, chasing the play. They're kind of chasing the guys that are chasing Shadur that they were supposed to be blocking in the first place. And, you know, one thing has been touched on, it's it, uh, the running backs also struggle in the pass game. I know Dylan Edwards has been used as a receiver quite a bit, but when any of those guys are asked to block out of the bas- backfield in pass protection, they've all struggled as well. I, I think that should be pointed out as well. So a lot has gone into it, but when it gets down to it, the offensive line has to play better this week for, for the Buffs to have a chance. Yeah, and it doesn't get any easier because USC comes in here they're tied for first in the country in sacks <laughs> and and they are first in the country in tackles for loss. Um, Pac-12, uh, their, their kind of research department uh, gives a, gives some game sort of some notes every week, some research notes and um, trying to find uh, 
where that is. Um, here we go. USC forces their opponents into negative plays or turnovers on 17.1% of defensive snaps, which is insane. <laughs> that's the third most in the country behind James Madison and Kansas, but that's a lot. I mean, that's almost one out of every five plays is a chaos play for the defense where, you know, you're either getting tackled for a loss or turning the ball over and the buffs can't afford that. I mean, uh, they've had too many of them already, but USC is going to exploit that and turn this into a romp. If uh, that happens this week. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, the, the buffs offense in that regard is kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place. And, and coach Sanders alluded to this the other day <laughs> saying you have to, you know, you have to learn how to cook before you can bank on that dinner every night. Right. Um, and they have to learn how to cook in the running game before they can lean on it a little bit more. But how do you get it going unless you try, you know, it, it, and, and it hasn't been effective, you know, and I, I wrote a little bit about this in my, my three extra points. I get coming out trying to throw the ball a little bit against Oregon because they're in a tough place. You know, how do you get that going when you haven't done it yet? Um, but somehow, some way that they, they got to get it going. They've got to try to find a way to get that. I don't know if short, quick passes is the answer as opposed to the deeper drops. Maybe they were trying against Oregon, um, but they got to try to get something rolling a little bit to, to take Cause right now. These pass wrestlers are just pinning their ears back and coming after Shadur Sanders. There's nothing really that the buffs are doing to keep them honest. I don't yeah. know how they about finding that, but that has to happen this week. Yeah, I agree with you. And, and I will say this, like I, you know, Deion Sanders knows more football, you know, has forgotten more football than I'll ever know. But um, I do, I would push back on him a little bit on that run game in that when you look at what the running backs have done, uh, obviously the, the total rushing yards is not good, but a lot of that is his own son getting sacked uh, for big yards. But the running backs have averaged 3.9 yards a carry, which is not great, but it's not really that bad. And right. there's only been a handful of plays this season where a running back has been tackled for a loss. And so um, I just kind of question whether they've really given that run game a chance to get going. And, you know, I, there was so much talk. We talked a lot about um, this running back group was really talented. We were excited about how deep this running back group was. And, you know, I'm looking at guys like Savion Wilkerson has, you know, 2,300 yards in his college career. I know it's lower levels, uh, but 2,300 yards in college is a lot. And he's run the ball six times in the last three games combined. Kavassia right. Smoke, you know, rushed for over 1,500 yards um, during his time at Kentucky, which has been a decent SEC school in the last few years. He's carried the ball one time this entire season, you know. And so you're looking at guys like that. You're like, well, <laughs> why don't they give these guys the, the the football? You know, and Alton McCaskill last week, I know he's been banged up, but he was brought in to be the guy. And he was healthy enough to play in the fourth quarter in that last drive. Why was he not healthy enough to play early in the game? You know, this is a big back that, uh, you know, was the American conference freshman of the year, two years ago that you deemed him healthy enough to play uh, on Friday or on Saturday. Why not early in the game? And so I just kind of question, you know, if they've been a hundred percent committed to that run game and, and really getting it going. Yeah, um, I mentioned this in the, the three points column. I think the opportunity to maybe lean on that running game or give it a chance. The opening drive, they came out three passes, didn't go anywhere. Punt. I'm 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 okay with that. Just because Shadur Sanders has been so good, the receivers have been so good. You haven't done much in the running game. Put the ball in your best players' hand. 
opening a game like that against a tough opponent in a, in a tough venue. I'm okay with it. It didn't work, but I'm okay with the approach. But it was the next time they had the ball. Uh, they, they threw it on first down, short run by Edwards on second down. Third down, they had the 14 or 15-yard pass to Giovanna Antonio that was compounded by the rough in the passer call. So now all of a sudden you got the ball inside Oregon territory, uh, I think around the 40-yard line. Yeah. Um, and then the run to see that, I think that was the missed opportunity to maybe try to get something going in the running game. You're in the plus side of the field. Uh, you, you, you've kind of moved the chains a little bit. You've turned the field position a little bit, uh, but instead they, uh, throw two incomplete passes. One of them was almost picked off and then a real short pass to Weaver before you punt again. So, um, yes, the only way you're going to, I guess, start cooking in the running game is you start putting those ingredients together. Right. Um, and in terms of, McCaskill, I don't know. I guess I feel like him not playing early maybe is just consistent with how they've brought him along slowly in the wake of this knee injury. Um, you know, maybe he's good enough to play, but, you know, maybe you don't throw him out there, uh, you know, against the number 10 team in the country on the road, right out of the gates. He hasn't been on the field in almost two full years. Um, so I think maybe getting his feet wet late in the game, I'm curious to see if his role changes this week. Yeah, and, and I can understand that. Like, I can see that with McCaskill that that's maybe part of that progression. It, uh, but you know, some of the usage has been interesting to me. I mean, Wilkerson was he was their best back against TCU. Let him in rushing and really had some nice runs. And uh, you know, that was their best running game was against TCU. And he had 13 carries that day, but he's only touched it six times since. And you know, uh, Cavassier Smoke uh, came in with a, some hype, and he was never a starter at Kentucky, but a productive running back when he got his opportunities and, you know, high yards per carry guy. And uh, they gave him one carry for, <laughs> for, for zero yards against Nebraska and that's it. And so it's just been interesting the way they've used these guys. And I, and I know Oregon got away from you and I don't think that's, I'm not talking about just the Oregon game. It's really a season long thing that they haven't been super committed to that run game yet. And I, I think that's a key for this offense going into these last eight games is that, you better have a run game or else uh, they're going to, I mean, teams are going to tee off on them like Oregon and CSU have. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, to go back to the sequence I described after that second punt, Oregon gets the ball back uh, yet again. And, you know, they, they started with the ball. So at that point it turns into 21, nothing before the buffs get the ball again. And at that point you're, you're obviously playing catch up and any idea of getting a run game established is, is, is kind of out the window. So, um, you know, we talked about not falling behind early at Oregon. It happened. And I think that's another key this week. Uh, not only do they have to get something going on offense and, you know, coach Sanders said this, it doesn't have to be 50, 50. And I think you agree. We don't, you know, they don't need to run the ball half the time and have a end of the game, 200 yards passing and, and 200 yards rushing. I don't think this offense is going to be that, uh, at any point this season. But you have to be more effective, you know, if only to keep those pass rushers on their heels a little bit um, and 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 take some of that pressure off the passing game and, you know, take some of the pressure, literally the pressure off of Shadur Sanders. Yeah, I, I just think you need to – I agree with you. It doesn't need to be 50-50, but I think they need to do it enough to show they can do it to where it's dangerous, to where, you know, right. the opponent can't just pin its ears back and say, whatever, we're not worried about the run game because you haven't been able to do it. Um, I, I think they need to prove that they can do it. Um, maybe, maybe McCaskill getting more healthy um, is the answer there. Uh, Cause I, I still love the running back group. I, I think McCaskill 
combination with a Dylan Edwards and a Hankerson and guys like that can be really effective, but um, I'd like to see it. So much of it, all this stuff we're talking about goes the offense, goes back to the offensive line, right? I mean, those guys have yeah. got to get better uh, and they've got to protect and open holes or else it's going to be, it could be a long uh, game on Saturday against USC. And I, I wouldn't say long season because I think there's opponents that they match up better with than maybe USC, but I think it could be a long game on Saturday if the offensive line doesn't play very well. Yes, and some of those struggles, you know, to maybe look at the other side of the ball is, uh, you know, defensively for the Buffs. We don't know the status of Shiloh Sanders yet. Uh, had, you know, another internal injury that we've seen um, with, with Travis Hunter, obviously a different body part, it sounds like, but uh, don't know if he's going to be good to go. Uh, that secondary is already beat up without Travis Hunter. And, you know, this defense has also struggled all season, but in those first three games, to their credit, they were able to get takeaways. Uh, and some big ones, too. Some timely ones down at TCU. Shiloh Sanders with the big interception return for a, a touchdown against Colorado State. So they're making big plays. But, you know, over the course of, the, of a season, that that's a tough way to make a living for a defense. And when you play a better offense, um, with you know, like they did at Oregon, and those takeaways aren't as easy to come by, uh, you get exposed. And we saw that against the Ducks. And, you know, brace yourselves because we're probably going to see it again with USC this week. Yeah, and, uh, you know, you know I'm a stats guy. Here's another stat for you. Since the start of the 2022 season, USC has fewer turnovers than any, than any team in the country. So yeah. they, they protect the ball better than anybody. You know, it's uh, they, they average a half a turnover a game uh, over the last uh, season and a half. So. I think it's eight turnovers in 16 games or something like that. So not very many. So the chances are not going to be there uh, for the buffs probably uh, now, but we'll see if to their credit, they can force some of those turnovers and change that. But um, to this point, USC has not shown uh, that they're going to you know cough up the football. And so you've got to go out and beat them. And uh, this defense has got to get better for sure. And um, it'll be interesting to see if Shiloh plays. Um, it certainly doesn't sound like Travis will play, uh, but uh They've got to have that front seven play much better, too. Yeah, absolutely. They've been kind of hurt all season in the run game. And uh, Caleb Williams uh, presents uh, a lot of the same similar problems as, as Bo Nix, but probably even a little bit more electric and, and, and dynamic, I think, than what we saw last week with, with Bo Nix. And, you know, Oregon was a team. They went in that game having not committed a turnover all season. The Buffs actually did create one to their credit uh, when it was, I mean, it was 21, nothing, uh, but it was the first half. And uh, you know, the idea that you still maybe could have battled back into the game at that point certainly wasn't out of the question, not in college football, uh, you know, in the, in the middle of the second quarter there. Uh, so that'll be key again this week <clears throat> without Hunter and without, you know, obviously we don't know yet about Shiloh Sanders, but if both those guys are out, uh, it'll be, uh, you know, a tough day for the buff secondary. I'm, I'm afraid against those receivers of USC. Yeah. So then it comes back to, you know, as we talked about, Shadur Sanders has got to play extremely well uh, for the Buffs to have a chance uh, in this one. You know, an old friend's coming back here, you know, Brendan Rice uh, is going to be here uh, with USC and uh, obviously the Buffs' most explosive player two years ago. Um, I guess the fair thing would, say, would probably be to say their only explosive player two years ago <laughs> on an offense that, uh, Really, really didn't do anything, but um, he's been pretty good. I mean, now going back to last season, he had a he had a touchdown in the bowl game against uh, Tulane, 
and then he's had one in each of the four games, uh, at least one in each of the four games this year. So he's on quite a run, and you know he seems to be Caleb Williams' uh, most trusted target right now. So um, it'll be interesting to see Brendan Rice here, and um, I always, you know, enjoyed covering him and thought he was going to be a phenomenal player. And so um, I guess on a personal level, I'd say it's kind of cool to see him developing into um, an elite receiver. But Buffs got to pay attention to him big time. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I, it's a old friend, Brendan Rice, but I want, does he even know anyone on the Buffs these days? <laughs> probably maybe one or two of the holdovers, but uh, it'll probably be, uh, you know, um, all new scene for him as well. But it'd be good to see him uh, back out on Folsom Field and, uh, you know, just one of many weapons for USC. It's, it, it's to me, a pretty similar challenge to what the Buffs saw last week. At Oregon, you know, I guess maybe the one big difference is, is being back at home. And, uh, you know, whatever factor, you know, maybe it's a, a, a question for you here, being humbled like that a little bit against Oregon. Now, I'm not of the opinion this team was ready to be humbled or getting full of itself or anything like that. I, I just think they got beat up by a much better football team. Um, but they did get smacked in the mouth a little bit. You know, how much do you think that's going to be taken to heart and how much uh, or in what ways do you think we might, if at all, see a better effort this Saturday? Yeah, I think we'll see better uh, for a few reasons. I mean, one is because they do get smacked around and um, I think they'll respond to that. Uh, Two is they're at home. I think CU, uh, even before most of this team got here, CU has always responded well to a big crowd at home. Uh, So I think they do so um, here. You got big new kickoff back. You got all the celebrities that uh, we kind of alluded to earlier, but uh, some are here for USC, I guess. But still, it's going to be you know a, a star-studded game out there, and I think the Buffs are going to show up better. And, and it's hard for me to see Shador Sanders having back-to-back bad games. I just think he'll show up and play a good football game. Now, I went back, you know, going back to high school, he's never lost two games in a row. Um, I'm going to project that that happens, but um, that means he's probably not played a whole lot of back-to-back bad games in a row. I think he's going to give them a shot this week because I think he'll show up pretty well and play. Yeah, I agree with that. I think the offense will show uh, a better effort last week. And uh, as we talked about in the opening, I'm curious to see where they go with the running game. You know, the other part of that, it's not really the style of this offense, right? We've talked about it all along. Sean Lewis likes to play fast. The Buffs expect to play fast. But nonetheless, if you can string together some first downs, uh, you know, especially on the ground, the more you can keep the ball, the more you keep Caleb Williams off the field. So I do think the offense will play better this week, but I'm with you. Uh, hard for me to predict a Buffs win in this one. But I agree. I think they'll show better and, uh, you know, still be three and two after this with, uh, you know, more some more favorable matchups coming up in the next month or so. But uh you know, it might be a tough one out there, but I do think they will will show better this week. You got a prediction yet, Mr. Howell? Yeah, I'm going to go, uh, you know, USC winning this one 41-27. I think it's a, a kind of what I predicted last week, but was wrong. Uh, the, I think it'll be a game, uh, a, a good game most of the day, but I think USC's just got too much and they'll pull away. And uh, to me, no shame in losing to a, you know, a top eight team in the country. I mean, most people are going to, most teams are going to lose to a top 10 team in the country. So um, I just think CU's not to that level yet. And I think USC is going to come in here and get this victory. Well, I've got the same uh, score differential as you, but just a, 
a field goal less or so. I've got, uh, I was thinking 38-24 USC. I do think the bus will play better and, and, and put up a good fight. And But, you know, kind of like what you're saying, I believe USC will, will start pulling away a little bit late in this one. But uh, the bus can play well. The bus can get on track. Um, as we've talked about a few times, much more favorable schedule after these two games. You know, it's kind of a gauntlet out to open the season. Certainly to open Pac-12 play, um, you know, if, if, if the top four are, are Oregon, USC, Washington, they don't have to play. And, you know, Utah still don't know what the situation's going to be if we're going to see Cam rising at all this season. Uh, but the Buffs obviously don't get them until the very end. So um, looking at the Buffs falling three and two, but I think we'll see a better showing on a on Saturday, and I think half the NBA will be entertained. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with you. And again, get that mojo back, whether you get a win or not. Just get some of that uh, yeah, that swagger back a little bit, because the next two games, ASU and Stanford, um, arguably two of the worst teams in the conference. So very winnable games over the next two weeks. So we'll see what happens there. But um, Pat, anything else before we get out of here? Now the other teams are out of town this week. Volleyball's taking its trip through. Uh, Los Angeles to uh, take on its first road road Pac-12 games at USC and UCLA. Soccer's on the road beginning Thursday night against a winless Oregon team, which is pretty surprising that any program at, at that school could struggle that much. But uh, should be a favorable road trip for the soccer team as well at Oregon and Oregon State and, and back home next week. Um, myself, just looking forward to uh, checking out the Trojans at Folsom Field one last time on Saturday. Awesome. I'll see you out there. I'll see you there, Mr. Howell. Everyone else, as always, thanks for listening.